I was watching Discovery Channel, I saw just these naked people running across the screen in, like, a jungle. And you're like, like, that's for you me. You know what? I gotta, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah. I gotta do that. Like, I, you're that's like, better you know than what? My yeah. life is so bad right now. I'd rather <laughs> run around naked in a jungle. Hey guys, welcome back to Millennial Life Crisis Podcast. I'm your host, Monica. And I'm your other host, Shelby. And today we're sharing a microphone because my cord broke. And yeah, it's a struggle. Probably. And her microphone sucked anyway. It did suck anyway. Speaking of microphones, that sucked. Unfortunately, today's episode is going to have some audio problems. And I really hate this. I really hate it so much. You know, anytime you learn anything new, you're just, you're going to have issues. And whenever we did YouTube, you know, there was always the times where there'd be a little production issues where you'd film a whole video and forget to turn on the microphone or things like that and we're running into all of the little issues when it comes to learning something new but unfortunately there's already thousands of people that are listening okay if it was just monica and i recording these podcasts we would totally just redo the episode but we don't want to waste the time of our guests and have them redo it so honestly it's not even that bad you can hear and i think a lot of people during quarantine are used to hearing people talk on the phone so if you think about it like that it's really not horrible but it's not up to the standard that we want it to be basically what happened is we were recording with our guest and i think her microphone didn't record into our computer so it's essentially like computer sound so i'm sorry about that but today's episode is super exciting we recorded with cassie de peckle not only a star of season one of Naked and Afraid, if you know that show. Um, her bigger claim to fame is she is the first woman on record to travel to every country in the world. Also, you guys might have remembered, she actually wrote into Millennial Life Crisis podcast and we featured it a couple of episodes ago. I'm just going to really quickly read you guys the email that Cassie sent in so you can get a gist of who she is. I'm 30 now, but at 23-ish, I hit my quarter-life crisis. I was a babysitter in Woodland Hills and the Palisades, commuting from Lake Arrowhead twice a day. Yep, a total of five to eight hour drive each day. On food stamps, barely making much, and I didn't have much ambition or desire for a career, let alone my life ahead of me. I was super depressed. I had done a lot of traveling around the world and completed three and a half years of college before I dropped out. I decided to say fuck it and do a TV show called Naked and Afraid. I'm sure you guys all know that show by now. It was the show's premiere and our episode got 4 million views worldwide. I got a lot of hate mail and it spun me into a really dark time. I thought I had nothing left and nothing to lose but to attempt to pursue a dream I'd always had, to travel to every country in the world alone. At 25, after a year and a half of planning, I departed on my trip around the world. I dubbed it Expedition 196, 196 being the amount of countries I'd traveled to. Long story short, I did it, broke two Guinness World Records and became the first woman on record to travel to every country in the world and now have a lucrative career inspiring hundreds of thousands of people through speaking, social media, my book, etc. So yeah, this is that same Cassie. We just wanted to learn more about her story. There's got to be a club for how many people have actually gone to every country in the world and Cassie's one of them. I I don't think I've spoke to anyone that well-traveled before. So we just had to have her on the podcast because we wanted to talk to her about her struggles and overcoming them, um, hitting her own rock bottom, dealing with negativity from being in the spotlight and just travel in general, traveling alone and traveling alone as a woman and the realities of that. So we're really excited to have Cassie on and here we go. 
But before we get into today's topic, we want to thank the sponsor of today's episode, which is Care Of. Care Of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today and supports you long-term. With Care Of, you take a short online quiz and answer questions about your diet, health goals, and lifestyle. Care Of recommends a list of vitamins and supplements specifically for your health needs and goals. The vitamins come in eco-friendly packs made of compostable film, and there's a ton of info on how to compost them on Care Of's site. Also, the vitamins come in this really cute box, and I personally love putting that on my desk or on my vanity or something like that. And because it's quite aesthetically pleasing to look at, you remember to take your vitamins, which is also very important. Care Of also has a new line, the Skin and Hair Collection. It helps you work on your beauty goals from all angles with a combination of targeted ingredients for hair, skin, and nails. For 50% off your first Care Of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code MLIFECRISIS50. Again, for 50% off your order, again, for 50% off your first Care Of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code MLIFECRISIS50. Okay, so we are all here in person. We have our first guest in person today. This is a big deal. It's me and Shelby with each other for the first time in a podcast as well as our guests. So it's a yes. really big so deal. So welcome, Cassie, to Millennial Life Crisis. Thank you for having me, guys. Nice yeah. to meet you guys in person, too. So before we get into Cassie's story, we're going to do our Millennial Life Crises of the Week. Monica, do you want to start us off? I'll, I'll get started. I guess in true Monica fashion... I am having a millennial life crisis this week. Okay, so first of all, I'm in LA and I came here like a week and a half ago now. And I just kind of decided I was FaceTiming with Shelby because of course we chat a lot and she was like joking that I should come to LA and I mentioned it to my dad and he was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Why don't you go? And I'm like, wait, you actually think it's kind of chill to go? And it, I mean, the whole world is kind of just, you know doing whatever right now like I'm seeing a lot of people on flights and all these things and so I was like you know what yeah I got my mask I'm going I'm going to LA I'm getting out of here and in the past whenever I come to LA I'm like you know it's whatever I'm so glad I live in Seattle Mm -hmm. but this trip I have been like wait maybe I should move back to LA Seattle's not really serving me that much right now I support it. I, I honestly don't know. Oh, shoot. <laughs> well, it's like there really is more for you to do here. Also, okay, so this might be getting just into too much detail about my life right now, mm-hmm. um, but teaser on what's to come on Millennial Life Crisis, I guess. When I moved to Seattle, I feel like it was because I needed more fulfillment in like a personal life. So I went and I got that and I like made these friends and like had a boyfriend for a while. And um, now... Now she's like, not I'm friends good with on any that. of those people. <laughs> I'm not in that relationship. But I like learned a lot and I had so much fun and like had these great friendships and relationships stuff for a while. But yo, it is it is all gone to shambles now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's probably something I should talk to a therapist about. But the thing though is I'm like, oh, now I do kind of want to come back to LA and just work on stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Might as well. Yeah. yeah. Switch things up. Plus it's so different, I feel like, now than when you lived here last because you were like 21 yeah just barely 21 was not like very confident in myself or anything like that and now oh it'd be such a different story like I I think I could thrive more here now yeah Yeah. but yeah so that is my life crisis of the week okay so my life crisis of the week is just 
trying to figure out time management. I had a moment this morning where I was like, how do I have time for this podcast? And I haven't uploaded a vlog in like two weeks. In my main channel, I didn't upload for the first time in like a year. I like skipped a week. It just felt very weird for me. Mm -hmm. I felt like even though I can get everything back on track, but I was like, what is happening? I am not on my game. Small crisis. I'll figure it out. All right. Cassie, your millennial life crisis. Uh, yeah, it just came to me, actually. Oh, good. Um, it was more of in a day, but um, I've had these, like, kind of um, worms falling from my ceiling. And for those of you who don't what? know, I live in, like, a bungalow in Topanga. Oh, it's literally a bungalow. Cool. Um, and so there were these, like, kind of, like, worms-ish things falling on my bed. Oh my and I'm like, ew. Number one. Number two, what, where are these like coming from and why? And so anyways, long story short, the exterminator had to come and I had to get a hotel. Oh, And so I was there overnight and then I was just trying to like, that was just a headache. And, um, again, first world problems. Oh yeah. You know, and then I just like came home and I had to book this like, my family and I usually go on like an annual vacation, Mm -hmm. you know, usually East coast. I'm from Connecticut. And I'm usually it's up to me to book that. So um, I looked on Airbnb and then I had a couple issues there. Just, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I feel Things like just weren't working for you. The end you... of last week just really tested me on so many levels. Like <laughs> my, there was yeah. a slash I mean, in my tire. I'm like, what? I don't know what. Well, like, did that? you think what? someone slashed it? I feel like, yeah, it's like a huge, like I saw my tire. It was all in like one oh. day, you know? Oh. So the worms, the slash tire, tire and the they Airbnb say it happens situation. in threes. Oh, yeah. Like okay. Bad. So that must have been yeah. it. That must have been it. So now they're, yeah. they're done for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Hopefully, at least hopefully. a while. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And like I have my like birthday next week, so I'm trying to like lean out a little bit. So I'm like hungry and dealing with all this. I'm trying to like diet. It's just <laughs> yeah. like a lot at once. So yeah. Craving yes. everything. I mean, you know, the worms. Like, I think anyone would be like, I would yeah. be freaked no out. Thanks. No yeah. Thanks. Were no they thanks. little? Were they? Big? They're really tiny. So oh. they're moth larvae. Okay. So. Larvae freaks me out even I know, more. Me too. <laughs> me too. Yeah. But yeah, they're taken care of now. So. Oh man. Thankfully, but yeah, wow. it was it was a little rough couple days. I feel like I have a day like that like once a year. Oh really? Just once a year, I'll have just the worst day, and everything happens all yeah, at once. Yeah, everything happens. But only like once a year. That's so. lucky you. I know, I know. It's like once yeah. a month for me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like all the day I'm like. There was this one time That's Shelby nice. was in Seattle with me, and we got two flat tires in our car, and then a couple days later she was oh driving God. and got another flat tire. Yeah. And that was Washington just... roads. That alone, you got to move out of there. Do you guys change it or did you have to call AAA? Like, oh, we had to call AAA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't even know how to. I think our dad also helped at one point. Yeah. Like in the rain, was trying to show me like this is how you switch out a flat tire. I'm like, dad, yeah, it's like, yeah. It was like in this really sketchy part of a town where it had this like correctional facility right next door yeah it was it was interesting as a woman you guys were talking about like solo solo road tripping i do that a lot you know and i it it wasn't really until recently that i started thinking what if something happens when i'm on my way to arizona i drive to arizona Mm -hmm. like i'll drive up to santa rosa you know that's like like, always been my thought and the fears are there but i never really confronted them until literally like a year ago i was like Mm -hmm. oh wait hmm, this could happen Mm -hmm. like there's no service on this road 
Yeah. So it's important to be aware as a woman, especially. And yeah, totally. Yes. And be prepared. Sort of stuff. Yeah, oh, I don't have yeah, that. Yeah. I need to get that. Yeah. I ordered some. I love them. Yeah, you did that like unboxing thing with the mace. And yes, I got yeah. mace. You got, got you got a tailor gun. too, right? You got oh, yeah. I got these yeah. like Adalock things. Yeah. They're called. Have you heard oh of them? No, they're I really haven't. Cool. Oh, they are really cool. You need them. Oh so God. I actually. I do this thing though where I order stuff and then I leave it in the box for like a week or two. I'm really lazy about it. So I got these locks that they're door jams for a door and you can travel with them. And I was like, you influenced me. I got one. What if you're at like an Airbnb and you just feel sketch about it or even in hotels? People could get into your room. It's still possible. So it's like this thing that jams a door so people can't get in basically. Oh my god, it's really cool. Can yeah. I just tell you real quick? Like when I was in Burkina Faso, this is the only like, I've never really even heard bad. of. It. It's in yeah. Africa. <laughs> it's in kind of like northern Africa, uh-huh. kind of towards the center. And it was during my expedition. And like I'm, I feel like I'm a pretty bold woman. I can def- I took Krav Maga mm-hmm. and everything, oh, but mm-hmm. still like so. I had like one little backpack with me with like one outfit in it, and um, you know. I wear glasses at night, and so this will come <laughs> later, but I was, I went to bed, I kind of stayed at this, like, hotel that was around, like, a, it was kind of like a conference hotel, so around, like, 120 a night, so I, because it's kind of a sketchy country, um, mm-hmm. and at that time, it was really sketchy, and so I had, like, specific budget to put towards, you know, when I knew I, I might be in danger or whatnot, mm-hmm. so I was asleep, and it was, like, a swipe key kind of room, and it was, like, 2 a.m., and some man opened the door, and they speak French there. Oh. What? And he opened the door and I saw his shut, but I had my glasses off oh. and I didn't bring pajamas. I just slept in. Oh yeah. I usually yeah. don't wear clothes when I sleep. Kind of yeah. Just underwear that was it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so like, I couldn't see, I was like kind of naked and I didn't speak French and I was like, Oh my God, no, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Who, what? And I just saw his shadow, like come towards me. This guy, oh. he must've been an employee to have like the key to my room. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like freaked out and I just like yelled and screamed as as much because that's what you're supposed to do oh, you know and oh, like he, yeah, yeah. he left because I, I think he got freaked out yeah. that's crazy should we get into I guess I mean all I can think of my in my head is like we got to start from the beginning of we do story. so people like, are like get the full picture for sure. so we didn't like really travel much growing up I mean okay so I think it really honestly stemmed from as kids we did bounce around houses so mm-hmm. we lived in probably 12 different houses we kept kind of moving around around in Connecticut um, and I loved moving, you know, I was like, okay, new house, you know, decor, new experience, new friends in that well, area. That's great. As like, a um, too, too. I yeah. really liked it, but of course my parents, different story, like mm-hmm. very difficult, you know, with mm-hmm. kids and everything. Um, so we were kind of homeschooled growing up until around like seventh grade. I went to like Montessori and Waldorf school. We literally mm-hmm. went to every, it was my brother and I, we went to like every school essentially. And we were homeschooled in Whoa. between. So it's like super not traditional. Yeah. Not traditional. Yeah. at all so like my brother ended up pretty normal like popular and then I was kind of like the lemon of the family you know like <laughs> I'm imagining like Katie from Mean Girls oh <laughs> maybe like, uh... although I was kind of gothic like oh, I came wow. into like like middle school seventh grade my boobs had kind of came like come through mm-hmm. uh, I like got made fun of because of it I was like oh, kind of what? gothic and weird and I'm like I don't know. I just, like, I didn't fit into myself mm-hmm. properly mm-hmm. or other people because I wasn't really around, like, a good group of friends growing up. So I, I ended up leaving, like, junior year of high school to homeschool myself. Just, I was taking college courses and I was doing my own stuff, like, entrepreneurial stuff, and I really loved it. But then I wanted to go back senior year for swim team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so graduated from public school, um, decided to go to Costa Rica for my first year of college. 
couldn't cool. afford it, but I had to go, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I just like applied to LIU Global College and ended up going to Costa Rica and studying Nicaragua as well, uh, global studies. But they didn't teach math or science. And at the time I wanted to be a meteorologist. Wow. Even though I failed math in high school. A random, science. A random pick. Yeah. yeah. Very random. I just, I wanted to be a weather woman. That was like my goal, you know, like uh-huh. a storm chaser. And then you're like, oh, maybe. And then I'm like, you know what? I got to go to school that has math and science. So oh, like, yeah. I transferred to um, like, I went to like a couple colleges in between, but then po- uh, Green Mountain College in Vermont and very hippie, like 700 kids in the whole school, very small. And I just wasn't feeling it. So then I transferred, did another like couple weird university, you know, and then I went to um, Santa Barbara City College. Oh, Santa Barbara was great. Right? Hey, yeah, I loved it there. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, I've heard Santa good Barbara. things about Santa Barbara City College. So, I mean, you never got You just end up going your whole life. Like, you keep going back. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And I studied meteorology and oceanography and everything, and then I just failed them all. Because I'm oh, just not no. good at science or math. Hey, that's okay. Yeah. I'm just going to learn. I mean, we didn't really finish college. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did like three and a half years, and I was just... Statistics, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like, oh, yeah. really? Um, I didn't do math past 10th grade. And then I was just like, yeah, I'm good. I did statistics back in high school and they would have like an AP exam, right? Where you could get college credit. And I remember feeling pretty good about it. And then I got the test back and got a one. Oh my God. Out of five. Yeah. And my friend showed me her sheet kind of, she was like, I don't even know. I'm not putting anything for these. And she got, I want to say she got like a four without even answering some of them. But I was like, I try. And when you're that young (laughs) and like, success is based off tests like you're like am i just dumb and everyone else is smart well guys guess what we're here in the real world none of that really matters Mm -hmm. exactly it doesn't well until tax season oh yeah you hire the smart people and then they're like can you fill out these forms you're like can you just please explain them a little bit more in depth to me every year i never get it i never get it i'm always like i'm so confused i I do yeah Okay, my dad so, will love listening to this because, like, <laughs> okay, my daughter isn't the only one. No, I feel like a lot of people are, like, not about math. Yeah. I feel like so many, even yeah. the people who are pretty good at it are, like, the first thing I hired out was accounting. Exactly. Because I hate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, redundant. So you yeah. moved a lot, though. I mean, even, like, the idea of just going to Costa Rica right after homeschooling yourself and stuff, were you afraid or were you just kind of so used to moving as a kid and stuff that you were just kind of, like, ready for it? Um, I was afraid because I'd heard in America, it, it's the fear that they instill in you when you go to travel internationally. Mm-hmm. And that really, like, is engraved in you from a young kid. You know, you see all this negative news um yeah and especially as a woman traveling alone as like a blonde young woman traveling mm-hmm. alone it's like scary so mm-hmm. I was a little bit a little bit scared but you know once I kind of was traveling into like more of these impoverished communities that's when I really realized actually privilege because we're talking a lot about privilege now with mm-hmm. everything that's going on mm-hmm. I never really understood it or known that I had it or and it was in that moment that I realized wow I feel really bad being born into like you know, this white girl that I am because yeah. I have so much privilege and I never even knew about it and I wasn't taught about it. And yeah, it, it was just a huge eye-opening experience to travel, but I wasn't mm-hmm. too scared. I was like really open to that new experience mm-hmm. that it would give me. And then it started it all after that experience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, really, so mean. then you went to Santa Barbara and then you kind of landed in Arrowhead for a while or? So after, after Santa Barbara, I was dating this guy for like two and a half years he was actually like he didn't have a passport and he was a redneck guy like which 
you know, I loved those guys back then. Oh, really? yeah. <laughs> I come from a really small town okay, in so Connecticut, like the like, boondocks. Reminds me of home. <laughs> He's sort of charming. He was definitely, like, like we'd sit and, like, eat the worst food in front of, like, Discovery Channel and uh-huh. just, yeah, it was like a a puppy love kind of relationship for, mm-hmm. like, a, you know, a few years or whatever. Uh-huh. And I was like, do you want to travel? And he's like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, I gotta <laughs> go. I gotta go. He's like, I'm good. Yeah, I had no interest. So I'm like, all right, I gotta go. So dropped out. Like, I had, like, a semester left or so. And I was just like, couldn't afford it and also couldn't pass stats, you know. Yeah. Those are the, my two things. I'm like, you know what? All right, screw it. Like, I'm just gonna. Um, so that summer I'd saved up, like, you know, I was lifeguarding and babysitting, saved up like 2,500 bucks Mm -hmm. and took off with my brother to travel around Europe. So we traveled like for a month around like Belgium and the Netherlands and, you know, Germany and, and, uh, Switzerland. And I don't know, for some reason, something was off. I didn't at the time realize, but we were like standing on this balcony in Switzerland interlocking, which was like so beautiful. We went through this last You did? Yeah. Loved it. We did one of my favorite paragliding. No, I was like. I'd be too afraid to do that. Oh, uh, <laughs> it was so that sounds fun. gorgeous. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love it's incredible. interlocking. But yeah, so what happened? Yeah, and anyways, he just like kind of turned to me and he was like, you know, Cassie, are you depressed? And I was like, no, I'm not. Like, totally in denial. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I was making myself believe that. But I, I just like always have been since I was like 13. I don't know why. But it's just, did like, you just feeling. truly like not know it though? I just... I didn't know, but I had a feeling, yeah. you know? Back um, then, there wasn't as much dialogue no, about it. for sure not. Yeah. No, no one was talking about it. Yeah, you know? so I feel like it would be hard yeah. to... Like, what year was that? That was, like, 2000... Like, 2019? No, wait, 2009. 2009. 2009. 2009. Yeah, 2009, yeah. people yeah. were not <laughs> talking. Shave off 10 years. Wait, I was like... I was like, 2009, <laughs> like, 2009, like, 2009 this year. No. I was like, shit. 2009, <laughs> yeah, I was, like, around 20... 2021. Yeah, 2009. Yeah. I feel like no, People, there was much yeah. more of a they stigma. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they were not. Yeah. And you know, I just we decided to part ways at that stage, and he went home, and I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna keep traveling. So I bought a one way ticket to Turkey. I did like some interning there, just like um, free room and board kind of thing, like workaway helpx mm-hmm. workaway info and helpx.net. Those are the two sites that I really, I think they're still up actually get free oh, room cool. and board for like, for doing, um, for doing work, jobs. you know, like yeah. some, some of them are fun. Like our, our sister did kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But not on a farm. No, you could, there's okay. like, you can like ride camels, you can like oh, serve wow. wine in a vineyard. Um, I mean, okay, like I'm a kind of like down. I just get free room and board. Yeah. Wait, so that would actually be a cool video. Like I did, wait, what is it called? Um, helpx.net or like workaway.info. So workaway would be Whoa, like the thing. Yeah. Can you do it for yeah. just a week? You can do it for however long. Like there's oh, well, so all different. Go serve yeah. one or whatever for a week. Wait, I like that. Or like work on a yacht. There's so oh, many options. my gosh. Wait, I'm actually going to yeah. go on there. <laughs> yeah. Because cool. me and Jill, we both haven't yeah. worked. Um, we, I've never like had a, a real job. job. Oh, never okay. had a boss. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I really, I want to know, I want to experience it. Yeah. I think it'd be some good character development for me there yeah you know i was yeah. thinking because it's it's i wouldn't do it again because i have to like listen to, to what other people want me to do yeah, it's yeah. Really and i don't like do that, that anymore <laughs> but you guys oh, yeah. haven't really done that so i know yeah experience. haven't done that since school yeah. i guess mm-hmm. but it is so like yeah. anytime i'm in the situation where i even honestly like a brand trip and they give yeah. an itinerary to you where you didn't pick it i'm like this is so weird i'm so used to picking my own schedule yeah exactly oh, exactly yeah. i feel the same way i feel the same way so yeah i did that for a while in turkey and then i went over to italy and 
England and Peru and Ecuador and all these other places. And just, I did a USAID trip in the Bolivian Amazon. And I think that was like a turning point because my grandpa had passed away and I was like, what am I doing? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of meandering around the world. Like, not really. Was this just like still from the one-way ticket you had bought out of Santa? Yeah, it was like a one-way ticket. And then I just managed because some of the workaways and stuff would pay like maybe a hundred bucks per like month. Did you anticipate, too, like, when you went out, were you like, maybe I'll end up staying for, like, a really long time? Or were you like, yeah. oh, I'm just going for a month, and it turned into more? It That was pretty much what it was. Like, I was like, all right, I'm going to go here for, like, a month, and mm-hmm. then if it's more, great. If not, you know. Um, I started my own business, and I would, like, walk into, like, luxury boutique hotels and be like, hi. Like, I can help with your sustainability initiatives because oh, I know so a low-cost benefit. And yeah. I, like, brought, like, a PowerPoint manila folder and everything and just would present to the staff. And then they'd give me, like, free luxury stays. So back oh then, that's how gosh. I did it. Wow. Like, Hustling. Really, really. Yeah. Just, um, that's impressive. Yeah. Wow. And I started a blog and everything, but it just never really took off. Mm-hmm. The business failed. The blog kind of failed. I don't know what I did. When you were traveling around like that, just solo, did you meet people or was it kind of lonely? Um, I was a huge, like, I met a lot of people during mm-hmm. my first bout of travels um, for those, like, two and a half years. Um, I met a lot of people and, you know, I had, like, a boyfriend that I met in, like, Italy who was Argentinian and so he kind of took me, went to Argentina and kind of did that thing. Costa Rican boyfriend. I had a good amount of, you know, interactions with people and friends mm-hmm. that I met along the way, but my yeah. expedition that came later in life, like around to every country. No, completely introverted. I mean, wow. other than the work that I did with like meeting students and like dignitaries, mm-hmm. cause it was so quick, you know? Yeah. So you didn't, oh, okay. Like, I didn't realize that first. So you had time to meet people like me. Exactly. Okay, yeah. Cool. Right. yeah. So yeah, how, yeah. where else did that trip take you or how long did that last? That it was around time? like two and a half years of Wow, I can't believe I mean, you really just bought a one-way ticket and we're going for two and a half years. I just kept booking one-way tickets. I literally couldn't understand how people could book around. So, I mean, there were a couple of points where I was, like, stuck. I mean, I'll, I'll tell one of the stories where I was in Italy and it was in Perugia, um, kind of like Umbria area, mm-hmm. um, Tuscany. And I was doing, like, an, a work away. And it was at this beautiful, like, villa, bed and breakfast. And the owner was probably in his, like, mid-50s. And I was, like... 20 at the time or 22 mm-hmm. and you know I was doing my work and he gave me this room to sleep in um I was like the only girl there which looking back I'm like why but anyways yeah. um he would like make me lunch and then sit down with me at lunch like just him and I every day for lunch. <laughs> you're like are we dating yeah then? and um <laughs> no but one, one, one day yeah. one night it was like 3 a.m and I was sleeping I swear to god all these things happen at night I'm sleeping in my room and he bangs on my door and he's like, Cassie, Cassie. And I'm like, uh, what? And he's like, oh, let me come in. I want to come in. And just, what? I was like, you know what? I was like, no, no, I'm sleeping. Like, no. And he wouldn't stop. And so he banged the door open. He's like, you come, you have sex with me. And like, what? you know, all this stuff. I mean, I hate to do that accent, but like literally that's what he said. Yeah. yeah. And um, I was like, you know what? No. And I refuse. And he didn't like that. So he took my bag, like my, I had the, with one of those Osprey, like backpacking backpacks mm-hmm. uh-huh. and he threw it down the stairs and then he pushed me down the stairs. It was a really heavy moment. Oh my God. And I was like, That's I know so this is what kind of made me hate men. Yeah. <laughs> Which is oh, what I talk about I my book. Too. I'm like, all of these things mm. have added up to like. Not all men, but. Um, yeah. Not all men, but oh, like a lot of them, so you know, like, too many um, of them. And I couldn't believe it. And I was like. 
I didn't do anything wrong. He just wanted to do that, you know, like, and mm-hmm. I just was not into it. And so I called my parents, like, crying. I was using his Wi-Fi, and he's like, get off my Wi-Fi. And oh, I got wow. home my parents for, like, two seconds. I was like, do you have any money? Like, I really need to get a ticket home. This is really bad. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't, you know, I had, like, a little bit. Like, I'd, I had had everything planned out, like, by the month or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this was, like, cutting it short. At the time, they just, like, couldn't help me out, you know, like, financially. Mm-hmm. And so I had to, like, walk at, like, 3 in the morning in the dark. And he ended up, he's like, I'm going to call the cops on you because you're working here illegally even though I wasn't making money. I was like, oh, my God, I don't know. I'm going to so call the cops on you. I literally, yeah. I would, I didn't have no, I had no guts back then. So I, like, hid in a bush. And the police in <laughs> a different country. Ex- like, in a police, oh, exactly. Man. You never know. And they're males, yeah. you know, police. Mm-hmm. And so I hid in a bush and I watched as the police, like, drove past me and didn't see me and like I'm not about to like tell the police what's going on like they're not gonna blame me you know yeah and then I just end up holding like at the time they had like it was like a flip phone but like they had the flashlight on it so I like held it on my back and just like walked to Umbre or uh, to Perugia the main kind of little city and it was like I don't know, like two hours I was walking or so. Like it was a long, yeah, a long wow. way in the dark with all your, your backpack. with my backpack and everything alone. And I'm, I think I have my mace with me, anyways. That's was what this. I feel. Do you have you heard of? Um, do you know the UW student that went to Italy and Amanda Knox? Amanda oh Knox. yes. Was yeah. this around that time? That was at all? that was like. Are you familiar uh, with that story? I feel like that was right. Like, that must have been right after, right after it happened. It was, like, right around that time. So I remember you've that. You've probably seen that stuff in the news, too. Yeah, yeah. I actually saw Amanda so, Knox at a Goodwill in Seattle. Oh, you did? Like, a year ago. Yeah. Very random. I can't, I can't mm-hmm. imagine what she went through. Like, what? Yeah. Even, yeah. She, she does, she makes cool content now. Oh, she does? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you should cool. look her up now. She's got, like, she a YouTube. She on someone's podcast, too. It's oh, cool. I, Amanda, we want you on ours. I, 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 I'm going to totally look at Because, yeah. yeah, she got, like, such a bad... Oh, horrible. Yeah, the media, you know, I mean, the media is terrible. I don't believe any media today no, at all. No. And like back then, back then we like, all still kind of trusted the media. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. But now that's I feel true. like it's like, okay, anything I see, mm, I'm like, that's true. Yeah. Why well, is that even true? <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that's crazy. Then you get to so, Perugia, you said? I, yeah, I get there and I'm just, I end up just I, I think I was I stayed with a friend or something that night and then I got out of it but it was just that was like a another wake-up call experience mm-hmm. like okay yeah I need to just um that cumulative like experience of traveling um to that many countries like around 25 in like two and a half years mm-hmm. I was like right, I'm gonna go home I also ran out of money so and... it was after that incident did you also when yeah. you're staying there did your intuition kind of tell you like this guy's kind of weird or did yeah. Really, yeah, I don't know. You want to think the best of something. Yeah, yeah you know? true. And it did, but like, I thought that about like every. Man. Oh, me too. I always do. I'm always like, I'm like, out by, like, how can you tell? Like, how can you tell when they're gonna be? Yeah. Because I've I've I had so many sure. experiences like that. Like that was just one of them. Like oh, I've had so many I like that. Imagine. Working even like, just like Uber drivers and like I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm in your car. This like. I think we yeah. get so used to it. Yeah, and yeah, you, true, true. Because it is so normal, but it's mm-hmm. like actually, anytime you get in in an Uber, it could turn into something. Yeah, it's scary. scary. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But we don't want to scare you guys. Yeah. No. So, I anyways, mean, we're, we're all stuck inside anyway. We're all so here you're probably to tell the tale. Yeah. So. And take Krav Maga. 
To oh, anyone who's that? listening okay. who wants to travel alone as a woman, Krav Maga really will give you that vote of confidence. And really? I what mean, is it? T- it teaches you how to kill someone. Oh, oh my like, God. Even a guy who's, like, taller than you, oh. just by, like, choking him out, like, and doing things that are, like, very minuscule, but that can really, like, gouging their eyes. Do you think, like, throat, even in the like, moment, whoa. you could... Or have you had to use your Krav Maga ever? Or, a couple I times. I can't even say it. A couple times. Really? But not, like, Dang. technique, just, like just what they've taught me that's like stuck in my head and so it's yeah. like in Krav Maga they'll also like they'll come up at, they'll come up at you like really randomly as if it were a real life experience mm. and that's what kind of helps you to like engrave that combative oh, yeah. into your mindset um, so do you have like reflexes for it a exactly bit? that's okay. kind of like what, yeah, it's making yeah. your body like know how to deal with fight or flight exactly exactly they should teach that in school like okay all the girls need to learn it taxes they seriously should we're over here doing badminton or whatever (laughs) running whatever it is no we had a circus unit (laughs) in my school circus they had us on unicycles i'm like i don't need to know this yeah no one needs that no we need better stuff yeah, for real. Like, if we're going to do circus, at least teach us trapeze. Come on. Yeah. Let's get to the good stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, that's crazy. So you oh came home. God. So yeah, I came home. I needed to make some money. So I was um, babysitting for a little bit, which is interesting because I never wanted kids. Do you still not want kids? I still don't. Same. Okay, I would have done that. Maybe. And yeah, people yeah, are but... like, oh, but like you will. And I'm really? like, I but like, don't. I, don't I want so. a dog. I want a dog. That's all I yeah. want. Yeah. Like, our brother recently had his first kid. Oh, really? And I still haven't like held it or anything. It's I'm just like, I, know my like, I know me too me. i feel this my yeah. cousin just had like she's the it's the first baby in the family and i'm like i'm not really like a baby i don't really know just like yeah. not to be rude but like but i know. love i love the baby yeah but i yeah, just from totally scared no. you know what it might be i'm reading this book yeah. that talks about like the male brain versus the female brain yeah. and how it develops when you're like six to eight weeks in the womb in like mm. some men don't end up getting as much testosterone and some women end up getting some mm-hmm. and it causes more like male traits in you or something and i'm like mm-hmm. maybe we okay. all just our brains uh, like yeah. develop in a way of not feeling as maternal yes yeah. yes because it I feels I, I feel naturally mm-hmm. not maternal same same like, same same and i think that's true i think yeah. i've read some articles on that on having a little bit more the testosterone estrogen levels yeah. like mm-hmm. are changing now maybe yeah because we have more people in our world maybe there's more people who are experiencing more of the masculinity yeah. balance yeah. of femininity yeah. i don't know yeah like, so after that first trip you came back mm-hmm. and you're babysitting yeah and i was just like you know and i was around like 23 at the time and i was mm-hmm. like is this going to be my life like a nanny i wasn't even nannying but i was like looking to get up to nannying because like mm-hmm. you get paid more and i was like but i don't want kids yeah. and i don't really right. like i just don't love what i'm doing like i love yeah. the kids of course you know but like i don't love what i'm doing yeah and um i thought okay i need to make a change i need to be creative and both of my parents are kind of entrepreneurs i think it can be kind of genetic in that sense mm-hmm. like my mom does yoga and life coaching and my dad does like land development has his own business and everything and so I moved to DC and, you know, took a break from babysitting and did this like nine to five sales job, which I got. So I feel like you guys have talked about this before where it's like doing a regular job and it's like, I think Monica, you were talking about it. Mm-hmm. I think where like you, I applied, to get a job. you yes. applied and then you didn't get it and yeah. everything. And mm-hmm. the application process is like 
was really challenging. You're like, yeah. oh my God, wait. Am I, I can't, it? You know? yeah. yeah. So when I got this job, I was like, oh my God, this is the first proper job that I actually got accepted to like, you know. Yeah, you're like do. stoked. Yeah. yeah. And so I go down to DC and like, I realize it's a pyramid scheme, like oh, sales job. No. Like, for selling like an Verizon MLM. Thing. Oh, oh, I knew, I knew a girl that got roped into that. I yeah. think because it's Verizon, Verizon, it's not going to be that, yeah. but it's a pyramid but scheme. But it's yeah. like, it's not even Verizon. Like it's like a, like it's a, it's a company that's not even associated with Verizon, that but they're so selling old. Verizon phones, like, business to business. So you're scamming all these people into getting, like, this deal, and they don't end up getting... It's just... Wow. It was it was absolutely terrible. And I didn't know I was in it, but I was like, you know what? I need some money. I need to save. I started doing, like, Ironmans at that stage, like, half Ironman races, mm-hmm. and that's, like, a pretty expensive sport to be doing. Oh, so I was yeah. like, okay, I need to support that. And then I, I was... <laughs> one day I was just, like, you know, drinking wine on the couch and just watching TV and... I was watching Discovery Channel. I saw just these naked people running across the screen in like a jungle. And, and you're like, like, that's for you me. You know what? I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get out of here. Yeah. I gotta do that. Like, I, you're that's right. better you than know what I'm doing. My life is so bad right now. I'd rather run around naked in a jungle. Exactly. That was my mindset. <laughs> yeah. And so I applied and, you know, I did some survival stuff. Like, we had a guy come to the house and teach us how to survive when we were homeschooled. And in Green Mountain College, I, like, did some survival stuff. But, like, by no means am I, like, a survivalist. But I thought I, I had a good shot at it. Like, I may mm-hmm. as well just try. And, yeah, they accepted me. Of course, like, with reality TV, TV. I don't know if you guys know, but like they have the characters for that sort of. They looked every... at you and said, "We want her to be dumb." Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like they have characters for reality TV. I don't think a lot of people know that. They just think they hire whoever. But like, they have characters and they have personas that they mm. want to fill. Yeah. And I was definitely the dumb blonde. You know, like I didn't know so it. So they were gonna edit you for into sure. That for sure. No Any what. sort of way. Um, so I got accepted to do it. I flew out to LA for like an interview and then I just got it. Soon enough, I quit my job and then I just moved all my stuff back into Connecticut, my parents' house. And I took off for like, you know, 21 days and I just... Oh, it's actually 21 days. It was 21 days. It was a really eye-opening experience. I'm very introverted. Like, I'm a huge introvert. Like, I so then doing this at all must have this been. Hard. It was with one other person. So usually right? it's with one, but it was a special. So there were actually oh. four total of us. Oh. Was it oh, two man. female, two male? Yeah. Yeah. And how yeah. did you guys all get along? Well, my partner, see, the thing is, I, I realized like when I am like sleep deprived and hungry and like dehydrated. Yeah. When any human is in that state, they're going to act like a holy terror. Just like, the I have worst. survival that about myself. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. like, I can't be around people when I'm... I was the oh, most yeah, annoying person the other no. day because all my clothes were dirty because I'm traveling right now. Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. at this Airbnb. And yeah. everyone there probably thinks I'm so annoying. I was like, we need laundry detergent. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm going to the store. Everyone stop everything. <laughs> exactly. I yeah. need yeah. out and of you need these it. clothes. Yeah, yeah so exactly. So that's like 21 exactly. days of that on the show. Yeah. Just like hungry yeah. and tired. And everyone, you have oh, four no. adults... Like, in their 20s, like, one of the women, the other woman who was with me, Manu, she was, like, 40. Mm-hmm. And so you have these, like, grown adults in this situation. Um, and Plus it's you're a all mess. naked. Like, and we're all, I mean. Random. Was it kind of weird, just, like, meeting everyone naked? Or I is mean, it not that weird? I met my partner. So we, the first 10 days were with your male or female part, like, my oh. partner. And then the next 10 days we met up with the other couple. And 
you know, I met up with my, like the first time I met up, I like, okay, so I was in Panama and the whole film crew was, were, they were men. And then the boat uh, guy driver was a man too. So I was, I was surrounded say, by men. That would be that weird. So they're all wearing, wearing clothes. And you're yeah. like the hottest and one. And given oh. all my experience with men, like in my travels before that, oh. I was like, you know what? Oh. The last thing I want to do is get naked in front of foreign men that I don't know. Yeah. You know, but I did it and got off the boat, started walking. And then my partner started walking towards me and he just like, put his hands in the air and started shaking his dick to oh. me like oh. as a joke. And I'm oh. like, not, not no. funny. Mm-mm. Not yet. At least. No, yeah, let's, just... <laughs> let's let the, uh, like... not, I have no sense of humor right now. <laughs> no. It's just not funny. I think anyone would feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I was just, like, I was about to spend 21 days yeah. with this. Yeah. I don't yeah. need, like, I understand you have a penis. Like, I don't need you to shake it. You know, yeah. I'm not, like, shaking my boobs in front yeah, of people, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we just, we didn't really see eye to eye on stuff, which, you know, we were strangers and like mm-hmm. kind of is what it is. And um, you're all hungry and tired. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And sure, like I couldn't make a fire to, he killed an anteater and like I couldn't make oh the fire gosh. for it. I don't know how he killed it, but <laughs> I forget. He just like found it and killed crazy. it. And I couldn't get the fire started. And I mean, you guys can find pictures of this. Oh, I'm, like no. sitting there like in a fetal position trying to light a fire, oh, like, no. half asleep. Just could not happen, and like he was mad about it. And I was like, you know, I just well, then I mean, he could have tried to make the fire. Who can anyone yeah. listening to like, this make a fire? I don't know. Plus, it was wet, that? it's like a wet jungle, oh, so like yeah. it's not like you have did dry you guys ever get a fire made? Uh, we did that when we met with so the other couple. Oh, they like, figured it out, yeah, they had figured it out, and they had a fire starter. He brought goggles, oh. I brought a machete, and they one of them brought a fire starter. Oh. So without that. I think it would have been impossible to start a fire. It's not yeah. like here where in LA where everything's so dry and you can easily make a fire oh, you know, yeah. by rubbing two sticks together. The right? wind yeah. blows and there's a fire. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that was a crazy experience. And um, I just realized like how much I like to work, but I like to do it alone. Like I'm not mm. a team worker, mm-hmm. you know? I feel that in a lot of ways. I feel like Editing. you guys can probably relate to mm-hmm. that. Yeah. 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 I've never yeah. really worked with a team. Yeah. And... So that's what I realized. And they're like, you know, Manu was like, you know, I'm going to consider you she was in the war in Australia and stuff, oh. or in the army. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know. I think it was the army. And she's like, you know, we're going to consider you a casualty of war. What? <laughs> she just told you that? Yeah. I was like, all right, what? fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> what else do I have did, to... did, did they just think you were, like, not... <laughs> they did, but the, the thing is, I was putting as much as I could into it. Like, right. I, I collected snail soup for us, like, every, Excuse you know, night me. I got snail soup. I made, you know, oh I found, like, the, the berries Wait, that the monkeys you, would drop. Make... like snail soup? It's, they had these snails in the river. <laughs> I mean, I... You were being the gatherer. So honestly, like, when the I worms, was a gatherer. Yeah. When the worms were falling on your bed, you're like, this is part of the yeah. course. <laughs> I was like, I could just save these yeah. over the course of the year. I'm going to make like, soup tonight. Yeah. Gonna make some worm soup. Oh my gosh. At a certain point, did you get used to like, was it hard at first? Like, oh, I have to eat snails? Or were you like, okay. I, you know, I didn't really care. I lost about 14 pounds in those three weeks. My partner lost like 20. Um, we oh. lost a lot of weight, but we... Mm-hmm managed to find like we essentially ate coconuts you know which is actually kind of bad because diarrhea oh and they're probably a lot of sugar it is a lot of sugar but you needed it but like it's more like there's just the diuretic effect i think that's what you call it like diuretic yeah so if you guys would go to the bathroom they wouldn't like film that oh they filmed they filmed that yeah so here's here's where i got such a bad rap okay we were stationed like on the ocean so Mm. you know what i would go in the ocean it's yeah. clean, salt water, just 
poop in the ocean, mm-hmm. you know, got to do what you got to do rather than the jungle. Yeah. You know, I would go in the ocean that'd be like freezing. And so you would come out, you'd lay out to dry off and then get back to work. I mean, you have 21 days to survive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you lay out, you dry off and the editing team like edited it. So I was like tan, like, like as if I, were, I was just tanning. Oh, rock. No I'm like, I'm drying off my asshole. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, please, like, give me a like, break. But it got it. And everyone did it. Like we all did it. We all would go in the ocean. But once they we learned, just, like, they tried to make it like, yeah, yeah it was totally, like, I'm just tanning. Totally made it look like I was just like this blonde girl just like tanning on a rock. And then everyone's like, oh my God. Yeah, the hate mail from that. Did you ever think about leaving the show like midway? Like I've had it. Yeah, I did think about that. I did. Like every second. Um, (laughs) Actually, my, my, my journey or my decision to travel to every country in the world stemmed from that show. Cause I was like sitting in the dirt, like it was like nighttime and it was like pouring rain, like 50 degrees. And it was in this little tiny, like hot bamboo stick shelter that we made. And I'm sitting there with like my three other partners and I'm just like, what the hell am I doing with my life? Like really? Mm-hmm. Like this uh-huh. is where my life is at. I'm 24 years old. Like this is where my life is. And the thought, you know what? I've been traveling so much like prior to this, I'm just going to travel to every country in the world. I'm going to make it happen, you know? Yeah. And that was where like kind of the idea was born to travel to every country. Cause I was like, I had come to my last straw and I'm like, you know what? It's also for my career. Like, what mm-hmm. am I doing for a career? I don't You're want to go so back smart. to babysit. You're so smart. You like, I'm like, going to monetize this yeah, before I mean, people yeah. think too as much. You know, it's it's business. You yeah. know, you got to think about yourself, your career, like staying afloat, making mm-hmm. a living. So, yeah, you know, that was like kind of my big business, like, whoa, like I'm going to do this. I feel like if you could go on Naked and Afraid, then you can kind of do anything. Like, I would hope so. Because <laughs> that's seriously. Would you guys do it? No, I couldn't. I couldn't, really, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't even it. like eat something like octopus and that's not even that weird i'd probably okay. get freaked out by it yeah. i like I'm need a, a sleep fan. mask and earplugs and air conditioning to fall asleep yeah i'm, yeah. So I'm like that now though like i need yeah, yeah. perfect maybe perfect i could do mask. it for 24 hours there's a 40 42 day one that i got invited to do too no, no way you're, you're like are you me, kidding I'm like, me i'm not going um yeah 2.5 mil <laughs> and I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it for that. Oh, do they pay you for being on the show? Yeah. Oh, okay. But it's That's, not a lot. Yeah. Is there a it's prize a if someone wins or are people just doing it just they to just do, do it? They just do it just to... Just yeah. to do it. Some people are go hard like survivalists out there and they just yeah. want to prove okay. to the world that they can survive. Was there anything fun about it? Um... <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, yeah, I didn't think so. It wasn't like, oh, this is like camping around the fire. Like, yeah. No. Nope, there was none of no. that. And you know, yeah. I think some of the partners like yeah. get with each other. I liked one of the camera guys too. <laughs> oh my Talk god. About bad, right? oh my god. How okay, how did the <laughs> the crew like that just must have been so weird because they're all like living a normal life, going back to like back to eat dinner and stuff. Yeah. So it was only male crew you know mm. which is really hard halfway through there was a female producer who came up and she's like you know i'm here if you need me i'm the only woman who's here to you know if you need anything i was like oh, where were you like 10 days ago yeah i mean it's hard because you know there's tons of stuff that you go through and like yeah i give you like tampons but still it's like they're like oh, awkward about like, it i'm just... like you know okay they definitely should yeah yeah be, like, yeah crazy yeah you can't do that. like tv wouldn't oh, you just can't that, yeah. there's certain things yeah. that you know um, the world's not ready for that. <laughs> not yet. Well, you never know with how crude TV is going. Yeah. Is, you know. Very true. They're, they're used to it. And now they're still going. Like, Discovery Channel is still doing Naked and Afraid. Like, it's going strong. Wow. It's a really popular show. Up. Yeah. All right. So you got back from that. And then what? I've always wanted to move to LA. It was like, with the money, I bought myself a car. Like, mm. my first 
proper purchase of a car with that um with the naked and afraid money that naked and afraid money yeah Yeah. hard earned hard hard earned cash (laughs) that's a nice thing you're not spending any money while on the show exactly yeah exactly save the apartment um and so yeah i bought the car i drove out to la and i just was like okay where's the cheapest place because i'm not a city person and i'm an introvert like Mm -hmm. at heart so i needed to find a place that wasn't in the city essentially and that was so downtown life so the worst yeah i was like no way (laughs) yeah i couldn't find anything in like you know topanga malibu calabasas area Mm -hmm. my budget was like i don't know like 900 a month essentially Mm -hmm. which is still a pretty good amount Mm -hmm. um and i had savings for my babysitting and everything so i was like had enough to get by i remember when i drove over to california i was in like palm springs ish area Right before you cross the the big mountain of, you know, air and everything to get in the Uh way. And I filled my tank and it stopped. I didn't have enough money in my account to cover the whole tank, to get the whole tank full. So, like, I was at my last cent. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, I need to find a place. And I need to just, like, get in and just, like, secure it for, like, a few months. That's, like, all I had, really. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, Arrowhead was what I found. Like, it was 900 a month. and That's how you landed in Arrowhead? (laughs) Yeah, I was just like... You were just like last minute. Oh my <laughs> I was like on my last son. Like I'd had some savings, but only yeah. to cover the, like a few months of rent or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I needed to find a job. And I was like, okay, I can babysit. That's like all I'm qualified to do. Mm-hmm. I have references. And the first job I found was like in Woodland Hills and then the Palisades. And so like, far from Super cute Arrowhead. commute. Yeah. <laughs> I was like Took a helicopter there? Like, <laughs> no, but wow. Right. Awesome. I'm just going to have to drive. I have this car that I got. Yeah. Got to make it work. You know, you got to hustle. You know? Totally. So I did. And God, it was like seven days a week, you know, 85 hour weeks, babysitting, not nannying. So you don't get any benefits, any extra, anything. And it was like 12, 15 bucks an hour or something. Totally. And then eventually I did move over to Calabasas. Um, I didn't tell them though that I, where I lived, that I lived in Arrowhead. Like, oh yeah, they wouldn't hire They wouldn't have hired yeah. me. Big pro tip you know? for anyone applying to a job. Don't tell them if you live far. They won't. Yeah. They won't hire. I think that's why I didn't get the job with the Mariners. They were like, because I was like, haha, yeah, I still live in LA, but I, I'll move. I, it's fine. They're like, for an internship? Yeah, and I tried that before too. I think that's where I learned, like, okay, I have to like white lie it, you know, if mm-hmm. I want to get the job. And then I moved over to Calabasas and I was like starting to plan my expedition around the world around then. So I was like around 24 at mm-hmm. that stage, like right after Naked and Afraid, 20, about to turn 25 that summer. And I was just planning and taking calls and networking and like <laughs> everything that I needed to do to. That's when I started not being like on time and kind of like good with my babysitting job because I was like all right I gotta take this other priorities yeah this is what's gonna lead me to my like career my ultimate career you know yeah totally when I got a non-profit on board for my expedition not financially just for like support Mm -hmm. um the founder um it was called International Institute of Peace Through Tourism and the founder Louis Damore um he's kind of older he was like in his like 70s at the time he was like delete your Facebook delete your Instagram, like, delete everything that has Naked and Afraid on it. Like, that's not professional. If you're going to meet with dignitaries and mayors around the world and students, I'm like, you know what? Good point. Let's start fresh. So I created, like, a whole new Facebook account and just, like, went professional. Yeah. And, like, gone were the days where I was, like, on camping trips with my girlfriend, like, pissing on a tree, taking pictures and posting on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Like, gone were those days. I kind of miss the jokester that I was and yeah. just whatever. That was the time when I just kind of like said, okay, I'm going to grow up and like be professional. The time where you came back and you were babysitting and everything, mm-hmm. 
what was that like mentally? Like, were you like, okay, I'm just going to put my head down and like get it together and figure it out? Or were you like hanging out in Arrowhead at all, like making friends there? Or was it just like, this is just a weird time? I left social life like, in Connecticut, basically. like essentially yeah. like on the East Coast. I felt like to really focus on this dream that I had, I could not have a social life. Mm-hmm. I had one friend who I would go out with, you know, for a drink or to the beach every so often. But to have like a normal social life, it just, I wasn't able to have one because I had to focus on this 100%. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I really started to be like true loner, really depending on myself to make this happen. Like, you know. I feel like any successful person that we've met who's like achieved a crazy goal, like had to have yeah. Yeah, a good to, like, period step of time. Away. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Where you kind of are just a loner, just grinding yeah. on your thing. Yeah. Exactly. I think exactly. if you know it can be like temporary, and you're like, if I just do mm-hmm. this now, like it will set you up for something mm-hmm. amazing. Exactly. Later, exactly. Then that's worth it. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like now I'm starting to get back into the social, like just this past year. You know, I mm-hmm. finished like three years ago, but it's taken me this much time to really get back and feel okay and not guilty mm-hmm. by like going out with a friend oh, yeah. or going on a I date understand or something that, like yeah you know because that guilt you're like I should be working on this and I'm used to this and I'm like mm-hmm. but let go because yeah. it's life you know and you do have to have a social life I so, think I yeah. got like the opposite when I went back to Seattle like when I lived in California I I feel like I always wanted to work on things and then I went back to Seattle and was like no I I need to like work on my social life yeah. and so i I was like the opposite. I was like, I'm not going to make that video because yeah. this party, like yeah. I could be social. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. It got kind of bad. Like, yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like I've had to be the opposite not, of like, you, get that balance back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah true, true. But I true. don't even regret it. Yeah. Because you also, you need to like you learn from it. fulfill. Yeah. And learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So how long did you have to do that until you were ready for your expedition? Um, it was only around six to eight months. Okay. And I had filed for the LLC before that. So like I was ready to do the business and get everything filed and started. But when it came to saving, it was around there. It was a total of like a year and a half of planning. And then I took off like July 24th of 2015 to go do it. So the whole, my 24th year, 24 to 24 and a half, I was like leading up to it, kind of saving money Mm -hmm. and then you know, babysitting and just trying to like educate myself as much as possible before I could go and trying to find sponsors and all that. And you went into it being like, I want to break a world record. Yeah. So essentially like I saw the front page of CNN. Did I tell you guys this or no? No. (laughs) I saw the front page of CNN one day and there was this really beautiful man on the front page. And I was like intrigued. Uh What's this guy's story? Mm -hmm. And so I look into it and the guy's name was Eric Hill and he was this gorgeous, like, 31-year-old guy who was trying to go to every country in the world. He was literally my perfect guy. He went, he took a break to go on The Bachelor, but he was, you know, like, 50 countries in or so, and he was in Utah, and he was paragliding with his friends, and he just tragically just went into a mountain and just, oh, no. like, that's passed horrible. away, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's why he was on the front page was because he died, because he was a Bachelor contestant or whatever. Oh, yeah. And it just hit my heart so much. I didn't know the guy, but I was, like, so... Like, he was the only guy I'd ever, like, really felt something for. Yeah. Even though I didn't even know him. I can't even explain it. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on my own kind of odyssey thing and and do this trip around the world and, like, make it... But that's how I heard about the Guinness World Record. Oh, because he was working on that? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's been your guardian angel through it all. And it's it's so nice because his family actually reached out to me and said, thank you for talking about him and, like, bringing awareness to what he's done and everything. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, for sure, because he was a huge inspiration. And it sounds really creepy how much I was into him. 
<laughs> the no, but it's kind of like he it's had this really sort cool. of legacy. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It did inspire you to do exactly. that. Exactly. Like, legacy cool. his life. Yeah, like, the legacy, yeah. Living out, yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah, and then I was like, okay, what can I do that I'm passionate about? So when I did my travels earlier, I would go into, like, those hotels and call myself a sustainability consultant, you know, energy efficiency, you know, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to focus on, and I studied global studies and environmental studies in college. So mm-hmm. I want to focus on, you know, um, sustainable tourism, responsible tourism, peace through tourism, and that's kind of what I went with. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had this mission, and then it was really important to me that mission. I was like, okay, even if I don't break the record, at least I feel wholesome. Like I think Monica and yours, you were saying like if I if I died tomorrow, I wouldn't feel like, like I, wholesome. I would not feel like I yeah like lived my life to the fullest. I yeah like we me and Shelby actually got in this really bad car accident where our car flipped over on the freeway, and as it was flipped over, I literally thought to myself. I don't want to die yet. Like, I haven't accomplished enough. And then it flipped back and we're good. But it does remind you day to day that I'm like, wow, it is so... Like, anytime you get in the car, that could be it. Like, you don't think about how dangerous it actually is. So each day you're like, yeah, make the best of it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially I was like, what am I doing? Like, how am I going to, you know, make my mark? How am I going to leave a legacy behind? That was my big thing. Is like, what Mm -hmm. is the legacy? I didn't think I'd make it till 30 because I was so depressed. And I also saw, like... I mean, at the time, like, Amy Copeland, I don't know if you'd heard about her, but, like, she was, like, um, you know, rope, she was doing a rope swing thing in, like, the river of, like, Virginia or something, and there was this flesh-eating bacteria that, like, I ate like her, I remember this. and she lost, like, her legs and her arms and everything, and she was, like, my age at the time, and I was just, like, you know, I just have so much anxiety of something happening, Yeah, yeah. and I was, like, I, if I make it to 30, wow, that's, like, 30 years of being on this earth that's, yeah. like, really stressful and, like, yeah. you know, like, walking on pins and needles, like, when is something going to happen, you know, uh-huh. you never know. Seriously. And so I was, like, okay, this this mission is really important to me to leave that behind. And then the Guinness World Record was, like, okay, cool, I can probably get some sponsors from that, you know, yeah. so that was, like, a way to entice companies to want to support my expedition and stuff. When you finished the expedition, how did you go about, like, when you got back, I hear about people who... They achieve this goal, and then after, they're kind of lost a bit. Because they're like, that was... Oh, I did it. What do I do now? Did yeah. you feel like that at all when you were finished? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, 100%. First of all, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to go back to babysitting now. That was great. Now I'm going to have to go back to babysitting. How am I, oh I going to make a living? Like, I had no idea. Yeah. I didn't even think of, like, influencer or speaking or any of that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. It was hardly money. a thing back then. It wasn't too. really... Yeah. It was just yeah. kind of, I feel like, not really that big. Like Yeah, it was really... like some people did it, but it wasn't yeah, I didn't at know all enough about it either. I was like, can I make money this way? Mm-hmm. And so... I just was like, and plus I was getting a lot of hate from actually people in the travel community, online oh, travel bloggers, what? travel influencers. I mean, you guys probably know a lot of them. Oh my gosh, <laughs> wait, why were they, why? Because they didn't, they, I don't, I, I don't want to say it, but I think it was like envy or jealousy or something. I was about to say they're jealous. I, what? that's like, it has to be because it's just, I traveled so quickly and they're like, she didn't get to see anything and she just, it was a PR stunt. I'm like, this was a business that I built. I spoke to a lot of students, like thousands of students around the world and like it was a mission and like it was really important and yeah it wasn't like to go see like you know the Eiffel Tower in France or whatever and like go explore each like culture and indigenous yeah. community but I got to see a lot of that you know because I was meeting with local people when it came to speaking and oh yeah anyways I just I got a lot of judgment for that so I kind of didn't want to be in that world of travel anymore and then oh, yeah. I just ended up getting like brand brand deals like emailed to me and just and speaking engagements, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go with it. And I just kind of fell into it, honestly. Yeah. Like, So I went That's from, cool. like, 
when I first started, I was at like 5,000 followers on my Instagram, you mm-hmm. know, and then the media picked up. I sent out a press oh. release. I had to do all the press for it mm-hmm. and it just snowballed. And like literally in three months, it went from like 5,000 to like 100,000 to 300 to 400,000. Wow. Yeah. I was wow. telling Monica before this actually that you're kind of the perfect person to blow up on something like Instagram because a lot of people want to, but there's nothing like mm. not to sound mean, but there's nothing special. Mm. that they've done or interesting where it's like it's just you know them going to target and whatever but it's like no you actually did that you went on naked and afraid you went to every country in the world like it's fully you have stories to tell yeah whereas a lot of people don't and they just have followers because they're like pretty or super relatable you know and i have to say something kind of important which is kind of a bummer because my you know my instagram has turned more into like pictures of me and maybe fashion because that's kind of what Mm -hmm. i'm into like as Mm -hmm. i'm getting older i'm into that's okay though like whatever you're into you know maybe some iron man training i just Mm -hmm. go with what i'm into but I'm not really into travel anymore because I would I say bet if you go literally like, yeah if you follow your passion like watch out because you might not love your passion anymore if you make it your work so true would you guys agree with that, that with you oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah think of that hobby that you if so you if, know, or... if someone told my 13 year old self like when you're 25 you're gonna make YouTube videos and make this much money doing yeah. it I'd be like that's so cool and now yeah. I'm like this is a job yeah it's a job exactly yeah exactly yeah but even like the genre of our videos has changed a lot over the years because it's just yeah you're not going to stay interested in the same things yeah yeah exactly traveling is just so exhausting Mm -hmm. i've met other travel youtubers who say the same thing where they're like i pigeonholed myself into this and Mm -hmm. that's a really difficult Mm -hmm. one because traveling non-stop is not casual being nomadic isn't sustainable really like that yeah and even when you get like the trips and everything like paid for it's just like you have to do a lot of work i mean you guys Mm -hmm. probably know the work that goes into that like the filming it and the getting the all the content it's just Mm -hmm. it's very stressful yeah but it's a job you know now i'm actually focusing on like a completely different kind of side hustle (laughs) now like Mm -hmm. i told you the real estate stuff like the land development that has nothing to do with any of this sort of stuff Mm -hmm. but like triggers that different area of my brain that like travel and content and all that sort of stuff just has become well it's something i fell into and i'm really grateful for and i really Mm -hmm. love have loved it but it's again it was such a passion and then it just kind of turned into work so can you give us some details on i know it'd be a lot to get into but like how long long was the expedition like how long did you stay places i always leave that stuff out <laughs> and that's like the most important I'm like stuff, what's your but... favorite country Probably yeah. The most <laughs> yeah annoying question yeah um so essentially it was um i tried there's 193 sovereign nations sovereign nations have like a centralized government their own currency for example puerto rico is not a sovereign nation because it's owned by the united states mm-hmm. um and so I went to all 193 sovereign nations, and then Guinness required me to go to Taiwan, Kosovo, and Palestine. I entitled it Expedition 196 because it was 196 countries. And Guinness had a lot of regulations um, and rules to abide by. And one of them was you couldn't spend more than 14 days in a country, which I feel mm. like is weird because if you're going to break a record for speed travel, you should be able to spend how- however much time you want in that country to make it yeah, harder it? for the next yeah. person. I could also take a break for up to 14 days in the States. Oh. And I was wondering about that. Yeah. yeah could, and like, like pause the clock essentially. During that time, I could take private transport. I could do whatever I wanted to, but mm-hmm. like while I'm on the clock, I could only take scheduled public transportation. So taxis, like no private cars. I couldn't rent a car or anything. Yeah. I had to collect at least like four um, pieces of evidence, which was like signed witness statements of people who were there, oh. who, who saw me in that country, passport stamps, 
um, GPS logs, phone logs, credit that cards. That sounds like a job. I'd be so bad at <laughs> that. It was a lot of stuff. You said you're bad at your taxes? Shoot. Yeah. Oh, I, like, yeah. That was a lot of work. Plus, I had to keep on top of the visas and make sure, like, you know, Turkmenistan, Pakistan, Yemen, mm-hmm. Syria, those Did visas. you have to get vaccines for different places? Um, I've heard that. I, I got a lot of vaccines when I first started off. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, Japanese encephalitis, like... Oh. Some stuff. Yeah. And then I got malaria pills. I never ended up using those, but I got really sick once during the expedition. Oh, really? And that was in Papua New Guinea. And I thought it was, it was malaria. I was like literally for, for like five days, I just had this really bad headache and was like really sick. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I went into like this little hospital in Papua New Guinea and it was just like flies everywhere. And I just, they tested me and it ended up being negative, but my white blood cell count was high. And I'm like, Oh my God, do I have cancer? Whoa. I was just like freaking freaking out. Yeah. I'd be And you're alone and you're just like I mean AIG country. Yeah. Yeah. AIG travel is one of my sponsors and so I had like a connect like kind of a connection there where I could call a doctor and be like, Mm -hmm. What's this? Why is this like this? And they would help me, you know. Mm -hmm. But not if I was in Yemen or North Korea or something. Oh yeah. How how was North Korea? Um it wasn't like the most interesting country I went to. No, it doesn't seem um, but I honestly would say that I learned more about like the Chinese culture than the North Korean culture I was there oh, because okay. I was with a group of Chinese people when I went. Oh, okay. Got um, it. And I was the only Westerner and I had to kind of bunk with a Chinese woman too. Um, and I, you know, you learn about the history and stuff. Like, Was it like a thing where the government, they just kind of show you it? Yeah. They it's... just, they just kind of took you to places, you know, and then when you go on the bus, like, um... You went on the bus, like, you, you would look on the side of the road and you'd see people, you know, washing themselves in the river. You really see the true poverty of, um, you know, North Korea. Mm-hmm. But what I'm kind of laughing at is, like, we, we would stop for, like, a bathroom break. And, you know, all the all of the Chinese tourists would get off the bus. And, I mean, it's like there's no bathrooms. It's just the forest. Oh. And so, you, you You're know, like, kinda, I got this. I'm After like, naked you know what? <laughs> You would have think that. Oh, yeah. You'd be like, I'll go in the water. Yeah, you would have think that I thought that, but just, like, around other people, I was like, but they didn't care. They were just pooping Oh, my God. And, you know, and I was, and then, I don't know what, the food in North Korea, I got really sick off of that. I've heard sometimes when people go there, it's a bit like they're just trying to make it look really good, like, better than it is. Did you feel that? They do like to make it good, but the thing that I thought about was if you're going to do a tour anywhere, they're going to show you the best places, mm-hmm. like the best parts mm-hmm. of it. You know, you're not really going to get to be able to like explore the rule and like what you really want to see, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So I've always avoided tours for that reason. And so, yeah, sure. They did show us like those places that they had had scheduled for like Westerners. Like there were some places where only the Chinese could see, but like Westerners couldn't. So, like, that's I couldn't, so weird. There. Wait, that's crazy. And I don't know why I... I don't know what they showed them, um, but yeah. I will never I know. Love to know. I don't know. And the, and the visa was interesting because for, for Chinese, the visa for a three-day visa was like 300 bucks, mm-hmm. but for Americans, it was 1000 To get into North Korea? What? You can go if you want, but it's like you have to pay a lot of money. So me and Shelby, we want to do a podcast episode about how we kind of feel like travel sometimes is a bit overrated. So mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people that haven't traveled that much might disagree with this. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I'm interested to know what you think of, so a lot of people will travel with the mindset of, I want to go find myself, so I'm going to travel. And I personally kind of feel like you're not going to really 
find yourself when you travel? Like, travel's kind of an escape. Mm-hmm. But what do you think? Do you feel like you find yourself? Like, you learn things for sure. But yeah. it's not like you come back and you're like, now I know I want to start this exact business. Because in mm-hmm. the cornfields of wherever, this foreign farmer yeah. taught me how to do that. I don't know. I mean, people always said that I was running away and I was so frustrated with that. Yeah. But, um... I was kind of, like, because I had realized that depression, like, going back to that balcony and interlocking with my brother, like, I was able to manage that through travel, you know? So, I wouldn't say that I found myself through travel, Mm -hmm. like, even through all my nomadic backpacking experiences, but I was able to just experience life, and we have a short life, and we have to live it how we want to. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I would say that for me, personally, not, but if you you have a specific goal, like, I was listening to... um, uh, how I built this on NPR this morning in the Shake Shack. Podcast. Yeah, I love it too so mm-hmm. much. Oh yeah. my god! Mm-hmm. And um, the this the founder of Shake Shack went to like France, I think it was, and like worked in a restaurant. And he's like, okay, this is what I'm gonna bring back to the states. And like, okay, if it's like yeah. more of a particular thing like that, yeah, yeah. But when you talk about nomadic travel to find yourself, I think probably it is running away from something mm-hmm. a little bit or running into it mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. coming out. Yeah. And I it's think. fine to do it just if you want to do it. Yeah. But you do see people yeah. like, I'm going to yeah. do this and then I'm going to like, no, exactly. A- but, but you even said like, you came back and you're like, oh, do I babysit again? Exactly. Like, so it's like, yeah. kind of came back to normal and you're like, yeah. <laughs> but it also, it like- gave you a career. You had all the speaking stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, exactly. It's interesting. And the whole like escape thing. Yeah. It's definitely not a bad thing. Like it's literally what I do. Like, yeah. hi, why am I in LA right now? I felt like I needed to escape Seattle. Yeah, exactly. It's inspiring. Yeah. It motivates me. Like I'm more motivated when I'm at home working on yeah. things because the reward is I get to go travel and escape to somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was thinking about that, too, with, like, my travels after the expedition. I'm like, why am I just needing to go on these, like, vacations? And it's like, you know what? You don't need to have an excuse. Like, mm-hmm. if you're escaping or not, it's like you're living, you know? Yeah. And that's better than not doing anything at all. Right? I actually totally. love travel days. Like, even just the days where you're, yeah. like, in the taxi, going to the airport, all the things. Because yeah. it is, like, you lived a day where you, like, accomplish going somewhere rather mm-hmm. than just sitting at home. Yeah. You don't end up being super productive those days, but you yeah. see a lot, and you can, like, listen to... You can, like, think. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Oh, like, yeah. on an airplane, no distractions. Exactly. Some distractions, but It's a special not... time to think. You can really yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I completely agree. I get a lot of work done on those flights. Yeah. yeah. How many, like, frequent flyer miles do you have? <laughs> I, did, I didn't do it right. Oh, oh, no. Because you probably used a bunch of different airlines, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, I oh, mean, yeah. some of those little, like, Nauru airlines, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of them, you know, and so they wouldn't, I wasn't able to collect points on a lot of them. Yeah. I, yeah, used, I, to chase, like I, used, I used to chase Ultimate Rewards card, which I still use today, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I'm able to get a lot of, you know, points on that for, oh, okay. I've been able to get a lot of free hotels yeah. with that and flights and everything, but uh-huh. it's funny because one of my really good friends, his name is Chris Gillibo, he has, like, a lot of books out and everything. He's actually traveled every country in the world, too. Oh, nice. And, um, You're he's like, every country down, club. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, and he was, I actually launched my expedition on stage at, he has a world domination summit, uh, every year. And, yeah, I launched it. I just look back at the video, I'm like... I'm going to go to every country in the world, and I'm, like, 24, <laughs> and I'm just, like, had no confidence at all, and then I finished, and I ended up speaking, like, a couple years ago, like, cool. 35 at his event. Yeah. And anyways, he, but I didn't want to ask him, like, because he was a friend, I didn't want to be like, oh, how do I get these points, how do I do this, how do I do that, so I, I kind of missed, missed that boat, mm-hmm. you know, so, mm-hmm. yeah, unfortunately, but... 
That's okay. Yeah. It's not too late to get more. I exactly. only yeah. I only started getting like a credit card that gets good points like two years ago. I think. Yeah. So you're oh, ahead yeah. of the game. That's true. But yeah, Shelby was like, even more ahead. She yeah, was good. Like, it's because now the grand ste- Graham Steffens of the world. Yeah. Graham teach us like, what to do. They do. Yeah. We gotta get Graham on. Yeah. Shout oh, out to you Graham. guys should definitely get him on. Yeah. That would be, be really good. Yeah. That would be really good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember at all like ballpark? How much does it cost to go to every country? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I couldn't get, like, a proper number because I did get a lot of sponsored stuff and right. stays and flights and everything, mm-hmm. but it was around 110000 Yeah, I feel like so. that makes sense. Because yeah. it and took I, a couple years? I did it in 18 months Okay. and 10 days. Okay. Yeah. So, like, think if you're going to do it in, like, five years, like, it's going to cost a lot more and, yeah. like, you're going to spend more time and you're going to... Um, and so I sacrificed a lot to be able to not spend mm-hmm. as much but that was about the number it was 110 yeah it wow. just yeah. seems like a lot but like listen but it, I mean, oh, for every it's also me a college education it's also a business it's like yeah. a lot of things going yeah. into that you know me and shelby's travel expenses last year was like thirty six thousand or something and i think i oh, went yeah. to one country yeah. <laughs> exactly hey. in other states did you find it all like when you traveled like it starts to feel meaningless at any point like sometimes you're just wandering around and did you feel like you needed a purpose in your travels or like something that gave you for sure I mean for sure because I I felt guilty if I traveled somewhere just for me just to just just to see that waterfall or just to like go to that cathedral for me Mm. and especially during like when I was backpacking I felt okay doing that but during my expedition I needed to have like a really deep meaning to it and it, it had to be powerful like for people not like other than myself just for people in general not just being like go see all these blue beaches yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. and I you know I'm someone who really connects with nature more than like you know cities so Mm -hmm. indigenous cultures more than like uh city culture I guess is what you would say Mm -hmm. but um so yeah I would try and try and you know integrate myself with like local communities and you know and people to just try and share their stories and try and get in with that and yeah I I found like when we've traveled I've realized I've been like oh we've been doing it wrong doing the same thing going to a resort going to a rooftop bar and then being like what did I even do it's like Like, there's there's way more to this that you can do yeah it's like there's a difference between travel and vacation For sure, yeah. there is. And travel is so uncomfortable most of the time, mm-hmm. I feel. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's why I'd get exhausted if I were you and be like, it's so uncomfortable. Like, there, you know, how do you, how did you deal with jet lag? Yeah, I like, mean. Are you such a pro at, like, a lot of things? I mean, I've, I've, I've mastered jet lag by now, but I will say that, like, there was one time where I arrived in, like, herbal Iraq at, like, you know, 9 in the morning, and I'd come off of, like, you know, 62 hours of not sleeping of travel and I went straight to bed and I was like I woke up the next day at like 9 p.m. Oh no. It was like, I don't know oh, how many hours, oh, like 24. No. Oh no. I was like, I feel yeah. really bad. You're like, was that a coma? <laughs> or. <laughs> I woke up, I was like, wow. You know, You're like, wow. what year is um, it? <laughs> yeah. And so I, I was like, I, I, gotta, I gotta get outside. I gotta go, yeah. you know, show yeah. people what herbal is all about, you know, yeah. and like for myself too, but like mainly to show that it's like, if you wanna go to Iraq, you know, it's not all like, you know, war and yeah. terrorism and everything. Mm-hmm. You, there's beauty you know and like i wanted to showcase the beauty of these these countries precarious Mm -hmm. nations around the world that was really important to me as well but yeah because those are ones that like i would feel so nervous going Mm. to alone especially i'd be like what so how did you go about it in a way that felt 
traveling as a solo female yeah the Krav Maga really helped yeah Um, yeah also having a international cell phone plan you know like Mm -hmm. spending the extra money to be able to make calls when you need to um and just like I had a GPS unit like spot satellite GPS so my parents always knew where I was Mm -hmm. if anything happened I could press an SOS button and they'd send help okay yeah like Afghanistan or Yemen but like right yeah or Central Africa um but you know also I think you have to let go of this might sound bad but like a little bit of your like lust for living mm-hmm. <laughs> just have to let oh my go gosh. Of it a yeah. little because you have to realize that like it's a risk and yeah. like you know I mean there's gonna be that fear and so what is that fear like originating from it's it's like you don't want to lose your life you know you want to keep living you don't want anything bad to happen yeah so you kind of have to like if you're neutral about bit. it a like bit. I could You're die. Like, oh, maybe a little depressed. Maybe <laughs> that's what helped me. I don't know. Yeah. But like, you just have to let go of something holding on so much, and just like feel it and dive into it a little bit more. And I think mm. that's what adrenaline jun- junkies like, mm. you know, feel. Yeah. When they're about to like jump off a cliff or do something crazy with skiing or I don't even know. But like, that's mm-hmm. a good way to relate it, actually. Yeah. Because I really like yeah. I went skydiving and stuff. I'm like that stuff's fun. So I guess if it's similar to that, yeah. Really. Yeah. I've only done. Yeah, a few. you could die from those but yeah you're probably not going to. yeah exactly exactly you have to kind of swallow like what might happen and be okay with it yeah yeah on my um or how old were you when you took your first solo trip um I was 21 and like a half okay yeah yeah, yeah on my I think I was probably around the same age too okay. I feel like that's a normal age it's not like yeah. you can younger it's not like before you're 18 you could or anything yeah yeah on my flight to LA just like a week and a half ago there was like this girl sitting a couple seats away you know six feet apart and stuff she seemed a little nervous she was like is this the right like flight for LA and I was like yeah it is she's like okay cool like this is my first time flying alone and I was like oh my gosh this is so special it's your first time solo traveling yeah (laughs) and I could feel her nervousness and I was like oh my gosh but like it's so important that everyone is okay with it, mm. is okay with being alone, is okay doing it. I've only done it a couple times so far, but yeah. it is really nice. And I do feel mm. like a layer of adrenaline the whole time, though. Yeah, for sure. But it's not, it's, I don't know. Don't you ever think, like, when you, because you probably always travel with your parents and your mm-hmm. fa- or your siblings and stuff, yeah, too. Yeah, when you're younger. And you're like, okay, if this plane goes down, at least it's with my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and then when you're alone, you're like... You were like, boy, that's I would die that first alone, time. and that's sad. Yeah. 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 Or, like, yeah. by some, like, random person. Yeah. You're like, that's, whoa. Scary. Yeah. 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 Okay, Cassie, where can people find you? CassiePeckle.com. I also have a YouTube channel, Cassie Peckle. Not that active on it, but there's some decent stuff about my travels on there. Yeah. And then um, Instagram, Cassie Peckle, and I have, like, a fitness app and a book and everything, Expedition 196. Okay, well, check out her YouTube channel, book, Instagram, all of that. We'll have it in the show notes and everything. Cassie, cool. thank you so much for coming on. Thank you guys for having me on. Yeah. such a great conversation. Yeah. yeah. No, it's so yeah. cool to learn about. Yeah. These two hours just flew by. <laughs> Hopefully this yeah. will be cut down to less than that. Thank you guys for listening again to Millennial Life Crisis. If you like our podcast, rate us five stars in the app store. It actually helps podcasts a lot if you do that. And subscribe if you haven't already, but you've made it this far. Like you really might as well, right? We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>